0: G'day all,
1: how are you? Good, thanks. How did you
0: go? Uh, look, my first runner um, drew the outside gate, Stardust Lover, and the, the horse inside it went off in the barriers and got a leg up. Um, and uh, our mare is very susceptible. She's she's very susceptible to noise. So she, uh, Jason Muskeel said she got really wound up and, and just basically took control of him and went way too hard. She led to the 200 and then compounded. Um, we might have to uh, have a look at maybe next start putting... Um, you know, the earmuffs on for the run, uh, and that might help if we work. I mean, that, that seems to work well. Um, in the following race, we had Gun Island and Helvetian, both horses that are eligible for 0-58, so they were out of their depth, but Helvetian ran uh, third, beaten inside of length, and Gun Island um, finished fifth, beaten just outside of length. So I was happy with those two. I think they could both win their next starts in 0-58 to 58 company. Um and the horse I had in the fifth is a horse called uh, Potent Force who came down from New South Wales. He, um, he's always been sort of earmarked that he's going to be sort of a 10 furlong horse, but he's been sort of over racing a little bit. But today we made a gear change, taking blinkers off, blinkers on, and, and Brad Willis settled him out the back, and he finished off nice in a 1,400-metre race. So uh, things are looking up there that we might get eventually get to the 10 furlong with him.
2: Yeah, Helvetian definitely gave a side at big odds with that third placing, so one to follow. Um, Charles, we've been mentioning all day, you know, it's your local cup. Is this something that you target in terms of we so often see local trainers win or run well? Is this a meeting that you target throughout the year?
0: Look, um, if, if I have, if I because obviously this meeting would be uh, a higher grade of racing than what you'd normally see at Titan. So they're benchmark 64s, but there's usually metropolitan form through them, obviously because of the prize money on offer, uh, you know, benchmark 70s, and obviously the Cup. So historically, when I've had uh, metropolitan-quality horses, I have always targeted these. Uh, when I don't have that, that, that quality of horse, I just speak to the clients like I have recently with Helvetian and Gun Island. Um, I, I sort of say to them, look, we're out of our depth. I, I haven't probably picked the ideal race, but let's have a throw at the stumps. It's our Cup day. And, and, and you know, a lot of the people I train for are locals, and the others understand and, and they're happy for you to have a throw at the stumps. But definitely if you've got horses that fit the mould uh, for those sort of races, uh, you target you target it because it's uh, for us it's sort of our grand final,
2: you know? Now, Charles, you had one of my absolute favourites in your stable. You did a really good job with the horse who was just so honest in evader. You got him off the great Peter Moody and you might not know this because the horse had a couple of previous trainers prior to going to your camp, but how did the horse get the name Taxivate? I've always wondered that. I wonder if there's something somewhat sinister behind the name or it's something cheeky. Do you know? Because no one seems to know. Well, I don't know
0: how he got the name, but there's a really interesting story with that horse and the name. I, I had lost my biggest client at the time had got out of racing, and I went from training 14, 15 horses to four or five horses and having to get a part-time job. And I went to see a long-time friend of mine, Bernie Cooney, who's my accountant, was my father's accountant. And we were sitting there enjoying lunch, and he said, look, find a horse, we'll throw in a bit of money, buy one that's had a bit of metropolitan form that you can have a bit of fun with and, and resurrect the stable again. Okay? So three, or two or three weeks go past, I see the horse for sale. Moody's selling him. horse is called taxivator So I ring my accountant. I go, I found the horse. He goes, you think it's the right one? I go, well, mate, it's called taxivator He goes, I'm in. <laughs> um, and, there's, and, and, and then I, I, I trained for another accountant um, Chris Almasali. I spoke it to him he said oh I'm in enough. I said, it's called Evader," and both those accountants jumped in so that says something doesn't it you know <laughs>
2: yeah, absolutely and they would have had a lot of fun along the way too he, he won a couple of races for you but he never ran badly I mean so many times he was second third fourth and fifth and when you're in a horse like that, they earn a check every start, and they would have been great for those guys to have something to focus on and something to look forward to just about every week.
0: Yeah, and he's, he's, he's just come back into work not long ago. He'll be having probably his last prep because he'll be outed from an age point of view. Um, but uh, he won at his last prep, and that, that's a great effort. Like he's 13 years of age, and he's won a race at his la- in his last yeah. prep. And I think he ran top five every start.
1: They're, they're, they're the special horses, aren't they? Really? Can can, yeah. can you understand why they do that, Charles? Why are they different to the others? Uh, well, I, he is he is incredibly
0: sound. He's an incredibly sound horse, and uh, he came to me from from Moody's in really good order. Uh, out of a big stable like that, uh, you know, he'd been looked after, um, and he was trained into Woomba. He was trained into Woomba. And, and um, he came down the Moody because... And he came down the Moody not because they thought he could win races in Melbourne. He became a bit of a barrier rogue up in Queensland. And because Moody's a Queenslander, he knew these people and they said, can we send one to you? And Moody's won a couple of races with him here. And then he sort of reached his mark and came to us. But there's been a lady in his ownership, and I think it's fitting that I mention it, there's been a lady in, in his ownership um, called Annie Cronin, who, who, was with him from a yearling point of view. And when I bought him off Moody, Moody rang me and he goes, Now listen, Chad, he said, there's a, there's a little lovely old lady from Toowoomba that's been in this horse. He was a yearling. She loves him. So let us stay in for her share. I said, Yeah, yeah, I'm never going to knock back owners. And he laughed. And she stayed in. And, and sadly, she passed away not last night, but the night before. And she's raced a lot of horses and had a heap of winners. So it's, um, if they're listening, if her family in Toowoomba are listening, I think it's um, it's fitting that we mention how much she gave to racing. Annie Cronin and her late husband have raced, you know, oh, would have raced more than 100 horses, you know, over the years. Not necessarily with me, but with plenty of trainers, you know.
1: And those those type of horses, they you, they come a, come around when you're least expected in a way, Charles, and they, they become a horse that you, you'd never, ever forget.
0: No, no, he's just so honest. And he's, look, so many times we've put him out in the paddock and we've thought, oh, maybe he's done enough for us. But I'm going to have to do something with him. We're going to try and turn him into a lead horse here at the stable because once he's out for four or six weeks, every time he sees you, he comes to the gate, runs (laughs) up. And he wants to, uh, and when he's spelling, if we have to take a young horse to the races, this this is how smart tax evader is, he'll come to the races with us and just be, mate, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: and, and it, it was like it, the old horse mustard for who trained mustard up in in Sydney? Um anyway, he was fourteen, he used to run around the paddock and make sure that every time that he he just wanted to stay and work and they would prefer to be in work than, than out in the paddock. Oh, look, he he
0: would for sure, you know, like and and that goes to show in his runs. Like like he, he makes his runs and he goes for home way before the rider asks him, you know, he just he loves it. He's so competitive. He's a great track worker. Um, look, he's only won three races for us, but you know what? He's, he's one one of my clients told me that when we bought him, he had 160000 in prize money. He's got over three hundred now. That's how consistent he's been. Yeah.
2: And uh, he's done a probably a story. lot for your stable as well. As soon as I saw your name pop up, that was the horse that popped into my mind, and that's the horse that we've had a five-minute chat about.
0: Yeah, and look, it's, I mean, I think, it, I, I think it's... I really do think it's lovely for racing, and not, I'm not—you know—you don't need to sell racing to racing people, but to the greater community, giving they are a special type of athlete. We
1: might we, we might need to have a veterans class.
0: <laughs> oh, I'd love that because I get plenty of old horses sent to
1: me. <laughs> <laughs> what about your your favourite moment during a Kite and Cup day? Can you remember one?
0: Yes, uh, I, I I ran Ortega. He was probably an eight-year-old in the dual choice. And he took on uh, him and the Apache Cat winner. I can't remember the name of the horse. Um, they got out in front and they cut each other's throats and one run fifth and one run sixth. They just went way too hard. And so I said, I'm going to run him in the kite and sprint. And this was when the top weights ran around with 58, near 61, I think, from memory. And it was a kite and sprint and uh, it was here. And to my surprise, uh, the bookies put up 11 to 1. And uh Gould did a great job and got the chocolates that day. So I'll probably never forget that because of, um, A, the horse's efforts and uh, winning one on our uh, on our um, local Cup Day and uh, what we were able to take out of the ring that day was fantastic.
1: Great stuff, Chelsea. It's been a pleasure having a chat to you on Kite and Cup Day and we wish you the best of luck, mate, and well done with your team. You do a wonderful job with your small team and... We appreciate you coming on the, this afternoon.
0: Uh, thanks for having us on. Uh, it's, it's nice to get a little bit of uh, airtime uh, this time of year with uh, so many bigger things happening than us here
1: at Kite. And, and, mate, if we want to be involved in your stable, how do we do that?
0: Uh, yeah, look, you know, you can contact us at Racing at gmail.com um, or um, give us a call, you know, oh four one nine three four zero six eight two. And, and we've got really good entry levels because we do buy the odd tried horse out of a Melbourne stable that can gallop, but yeah. maybe it's now minutes mark there. Um, uh, and look, you know, we had a winner on Saturday at Mortlake with a horse we bought only at the start of this prep and there's two or three first-time owners in him who are absolutely wrapped. Unfortunately, they couldn't be on track, but that's going to change soon. Um, we've done the right thing with the virus and I think things are improving. So, yeah, feel free to give us a call. But there's, there's something here for everyone.
1: Terrific. Great stuff, mate. Good luck with it all. Thanks a lot. There's Charles.